Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, welcome to this, what seems to be now a daily episode of the Doctrine Matters podcast. And on today's episode, I want to talk to you briefly about something that I think is important because it's something that I see in churches. If I visit a church, I've seen it in my own church at times. I've seen it in Bible studies. I've seen it where groups gather to open the word of God. But uh, it's one of the things that is easy to do if we're not careful and that is to zone out when somebody is teaching, when somebody's preaching. If you're in a small group or a Bible study, it's easy to do so. And uh, I challenged a group of brothers this morning, as a matter of fact, uh, to do what I'm about to tell you to do. So uh, I, was, I am part of a Friday morning Bible study with a group of men that meet at Chick-fil-A here in my hometown. And um, we get together and we're going through the Bible together. We're right now going through the book of Romans and we're in Romans chapter five. And we were talking about Adam and trespasses and sin and justification and sanctification and uh, the already not yet, the kingdom of God, all of these things. And it just seemed to start flying around really fast, just talking between brothers. And uh, I know some of the brothers there were a couple of them were like, man, I'm just I'm here listening, trying to hang on to these words, trying to figure it all out, because some of these concepts were were uh, new, maybe, or not have been thought through or taught in depth to them. Uh, and I wanted to tell them, and I tell you here on this podcast, that it is okay, right? Because as believers, we all have different steps of where we are on the theological ladder or on our biblical knowledge or things like that. So you might have somebody that's a a really smart person that's on like the the next to the top rung of the theological or biblical knowledge ladder and they are just super smart right they just every time you sit with them whether in a bible study or in a church setting they are going to be the seemingly smartest people in the room sometimes if we're honest those people can be a bit intimidating but that is good for us to be sitting underneath teaching and preaching where the person that has got this knowledge makes us feel a little uncomfortable at, at, at times. Maybe we just feel like we're the low man on the totem pole, and we may be. We may be, or you may be, on that bottom rung of the theological ladder or the biblical knowledge ladder. You may not know as much as said person up here near the top. And then there's all kinds of people in between on this proverbial ladder that I'm speaking of today. There's all sorts of people that have different knowledge when it comes to the scriptures, different understanding of doctrines that we find in scriptures. Not that there are different understandings, although we do have secondary and tertiary issues where we can debate. But but on the primary doctrines, uh, God has spoken on those. And uh, when it comes to these things, there's just some talk about how to interpret, how to take all of this in and. One thing that happens a lot of times in, in Bible studies, primarily in church-related places like the Sunday morning preaching or maybe a Wednesday evening or a Sunday evening teaching, is sometimes when, when, you, when you go through the Bible, you get to some tough stuff. As a matter of fact, if you were to read the prophets, the prophets at times are hard to read. There is uh, some apoc apocalyptic lang language in some of these 
uh, some of these prophetic writings, there's uh, the poetry that is used, the style of language and, and the way they speak is different than the way we speak here, especially if you're in the South like I am. I speak a little different than a lot of people uh, all over the world and even in the United States, right? So we have that Southern dialect. But um, it's just there's a lot of tough things that we find in the scriptures. But one thing that is very beneficial to us is every time we open the word of God, we should challenge our minds. We should challenge ourselves not to check out because when you're talking about prophecy, when you're talking about reading the prophets in the Bible, sometimes it's easy to check out and think, well, these things don't mean anything to me when really it does. One of the, one of my dear brothers in the Lord attends our church and uh, is teaching and, and preaching some in our congregation uh, Brother Philip Powers uh, just did a, an amazing job teaching on the prophets and three of the main things. And this is a huge takeaway. And this is what, I, what I'm trying to teach you here on this episode. So just let me give you w- one of many takeaways that I had from this teaching about the reading the prophets. Why should we read the prophets? He said, number one, we struggle with the same sins the people in this time did as well. There is the same coming judgment for us as there is for them as well. So we struggle with the same sins. We struggle or, or we have the same coming judgment, but we also have the same hope that they had, that the people in that writing of this prophetic uh, literature that we find in Scripture. Those are three things that we can take away from that. But here is what happens sometimes, and you've probably seen it. You have probably done it, as have I. When the subject matter gets a little deeper, when things seem to go beyond your level on the theological ladder, it's I think it's human nature for us to just begin to shut down. Our, our minds shut off. We begin to think that this stuff really doesn't matter. It's too hard. It's too complicated. Why do I need this? That's kind of the way I think about math when you put numbers and letters together. Uh, but anyway, let me continue. But we tend to shut down and we tend to think that this is not for us or that we need it because it's hard. Now, This is what I want to challenge you with today on this episode. Challenge your mind to find bits and pieces that you can hold on to, stay engaged. You're not going to understand completely everything that the pastor is preaching or the teacher is teaching, although they do their best. They have to realize, and they do, that many people in their congregation are on this different level, right? Uh, again, your pastor may be here or the teacher that you find yourself or maybe people you're sitting around a Bible study with may be on this rung of the ladder, but you may be down here. Right. But then here's the thing. You may think you're down here, but there's always going to be somebody that's down here. That's on the spiritual milk that needs to learn to eat the meat of the word of God. So we need to, as teachers, as leaders, as people that participate in Bible studies, begin to Teach and pour into others that this is what needs to happen is challenge yourself, take away words, phrases, truths, even if it's just bits and pieces of these things, we are learning because that's what a disciple is. A disciple is a learner and we are always learning. If we quit learning, then we are in trouble because let me just be honest with you, the the guy that's on the near the top level, and I say near the top because there's nobody but, but Christ that's on the top level of the theological ladder. The guy that may seem near the top of the ladder still has a lot to learn. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my one of my brothers I look up to again in the faith and in the church this morning in our Bible study said, "Huh, I just learned. I just this just hit me for the first time. I've learned something new today." 
And that just goes to show you that even that guy on the top of the ladder, theologically speaking, still has work to do in his life. There are still things to learn. Just like there is so much to learn here, there's always things to learn from the Bible, from God's word. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that we will never, ever just take in all the Bible has. We'll never get to the bottom of the the just immeasurable treasure that we have right here in the word of God. We'll never be able to comb the depths of the word. We'll never be able to do that on this side of eternity. So there's always something to learn. There's always truth to take away from whatever you're doing. So I want to challenge you, be a disciple and make a disciple, make a disciple. So what does that mean? Uh, the Bible teaches us in Matthew 28 to go into the world and make disciples, right? So that means that we should go into the world teaching the truth of God's word, and we see people get saved, and then we don't just leave people there in their salvation uh, because they are now positionally sanctified. That means they are removed from the wrath of God. They are set apart unto holiness. It is now time for them to be discipled so we can help them along in their Christian walk in their faith. We can help them and help mold them and encourage them and admonish them when need be. But it is time to make a disciple. But to make disciples, we must be a disciple. So we must be willing to learn the easier truths that are easy to grasp and hold on to from the word of God. But we must also be able and willing to challenge our minds to think through the things we're being taught that may be harder to grasp, that may be uh, tough to listen to that may be tough to take hold of it, it, it's 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 a, a t-bone steak or a ribeye or a filet mignon but we must try to take at least little bites out of that so we can start to learn more because there's always things to learn and then as you learn you can take that and apply it to your life the way that god has intended for us to apply it to our life and then you can begin to teach others one of the biggest disciple making disciples relationship that I've ever seen in the scripture, and you've seen it too, is Paul and Timothy. Timothy was a disciple, and Paul was a disciple, and Paul was making disciples. Not only Timothy, we've got Titus, we've got other people in the Word of God that we see Paul pouring his life into and challenging them and teaching them hard things. So we have this Paul-Timothy relationship in the scriptures where Timothy is young in the faith, but he is learning all he can from Paul. And Paul, even Peter says, is difficult to understand at times. I believe that's uh, First or Second Peter chapter 3. Don't hold me to that. Uh, it's somewhere in there. But he says that Paul is even hard to understand. So Timothy and all of the disciples under Paul that he is teaching, they are learning tough stuff. And it's hard to take a hold of and it's hard to grasp sometimes. So we must not be afraid of theology. We must not be afraid of the Bible. We must take in and learn all that we can and stretch our thinking, stretch our brains, challenge our brains. Listen, I grew up in school and my brain was stretched. My brain was tired by the time I graduated high school because I didn't apply it as much to the things that mattered as other things in the world, but my brain was tired of school and I was tired of going into algebra and trying to figure out X and Y, it, but my brain was challenged. And I believe 
there are a lot of algebra equations that although I haven't done it in a while, I can go back to that training and that teaching and I could probably do a pretty good job of getting close, if not getting the answer. I could just take the principles I've learned and apply it to that equation. The same thing happens in our Christian life. We take these principles and these truths that we learn from Scripture, although they may be hard, and then we apply them to our lives in every situation. If we can be stretched in our thinking when it comes to algebra, biology, zoology, um, trigonometry, calculus, and some of these super hard courses that we've gone through in school, some of you listening may have a master's degree, may have a, a doctorate, and your thinking was stretched and you were challenged. We need to think about taking that same mentality into the biblical realm, into the Word of God, so that we can be shaped by the Word of God, be challenged by the Word of God, learn from the Word of God, and then apply those things to our lives. So if we don't listen, if we're not challenging ourselves, we may find ourselves in a situation that if we were to have been paying attention in uh, the Bible study or to the to the pastor on Sunday morning or our teacher on in Sunday school or on Sunday nights or Wednesday nights, then we might would have been able to draw some biblical principles out to be able to apply to that situation that we find ourselves in. So I think it is very important, not only because it's the Word of God, but because the Word of God tells us to be a learner, to be a disciple, and then go out and make disciples. So let's think about this for a second. If you don't do all you can to learn the Word of God in your settings, whether you be in a Bible study setting, whether you be in a um, church setting, if you don't do all you can to learn and soak up that knowledge of the Scriptures, how can you ever make solid disciples? The fact of the matter is, the, the disciples that you will make will always be on spiritual milk, and the disciples they make, if they don't stretch their thinking and challenge their brains, they will always be on the spiritual milk. So we will have a lot of Christians that are not eating the spiritual meat. Therefore, we'll have a lot of immature babes in Christ, and we will never see this uh, fruition or this fulfillment of what a true disciple should look like. So I want to challenge you again on this day to stretch your thinking. There are 66 books that we find in the Word of God. There's Old Testament, New Testament, and listen, I'm going to leave you some links in, in the show notes here of why we should not unhitch from the Old Testament. I've mentioned Philip Powers a few times already in, in this episode. Uh, love the brother, dear brother. Uh, I'm so thankful God put him in, in, in our church. Uh, he recently taught on a Wednesday night of why we shouldn't unhitch from the Old Testament and why the Old Testament is still relevant and matters as it relates to the New Testament. So I'm going to leave that description underneath. You can click that. It's a YouTube link. It'll take you right to it um, because the Old Testament, all of the things in this book here, the Old Testament matter. All the things in the New Testament matter. And you may look at this big book and here's here's this is my point being made right here. You may look at this book. And you may think, well, the New Testament, I can understand a pretty good bit of the New Testament. It's a little easier. And the Old Testament's a little more tough. And I will agree with you. But we need to slow down and read the, the Old Testament and try to learn everything we can. But look at this. I'm showing you on the screen. For those that are listening, I apologize. You can't see. But in my Bible, that's the Old Testament right there. And then here is the New Testament. It is much smaller in comparison. There are a lot of great truths in the New Testament. But there is a lot of great truth in the Old Testament as well. A lot of things that we will see pointing to the New Testament and being fulfilled in the New Testament. And a lot of things that can, we can apply to our life today. For example, the prophets. You'll find those in the Old Testament. 
We still struggle with the same sins that Israel did. We still are awaiting the same judgment that they are. We are still, we still have the same hope that they did, and they do, right? So there is a lot that we can take away from the Word of God. So don't kick the Old Testament to the side. Get deep in there. Take it slow. You got to take the Old Testament slow or you'll never understand anything. Uh, get you a good commentary. Get you whatever you need to help you in your study and really challenge your brain. So when somebody gets up on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or a Bible study and they start teaching about the prophets, you'll recall some of the things that you've learned. And then you'll be able to, ah, light bulbs will start going off and you'll start to catch even more things. And then all of a sudden now you find yourself, um, I don't like the word evolve, but I'm going to use it. You'll find yourself evolving in theology, right? Uh, I don't think it's a bad word, but I just don't like it for some reason. I think it's because it's tied to evolution and we believe that's a damnable heresy. But uh, you will evolve in your theology and you'll find yourself to start to go up that theological rung of that ladder. Now, let me just say this. The higher you get on that ladder does not produce and should not produce an arrogance on your part because you're now smarter than someone down here. As a matter of fact, it should be humble because the, the God of this universe, the Holy Spirit, has helped you understand the word of God. So that should be humbling to you, humbling enough so much that now you should pass that knowledge down to the people that may not have as much biblical knowledge as you do. Again, this is not the Philip Power show, but again, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about this man and and just kind of give you my own personal example again. Philip Powers and if you don't know him, you can follow him on Twitter, I believe. He's on Facebook. Philip Powers, he lives in, in, in Arkansas. Uh, follow that, brother. He's a, 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 a great asset to the, to the kingdom. Philip Powers could be a high-level seminary professor. And when I say that, I mean it because he is super smart. There's so much that he has learned, and, and I'll never I – I feel like I won't even learn as much as he's forgotten. And, and he still knows so much. He's one of those guys that in my eyes, again, this is not an arrogant thing. And I know Philip, he would say, I'm, uh, this is not a, a prideful thing for him. And I know that about him and I've seen it. Uh, but there have been times where I was like, man, I'm drinking from a fire hose. I don't understand everything that you've said. So then he realizes, hey, I need to take these high level words and phrases and let me just help Stephen and some of these others understand exactly what this means so they can understand it, so they can be built up to these high level words and phrases. And that's what it takes. It takes meeting people where they are, helping them and pulling them up in ways they understand. And eventually these people will be where you are and can teach the same things to people. And then we have biblical truth, people eating the meat of the word of God raising up this theological ladder, and that is going to be a fruitful disciple that makes much of Christ and that makes much for the kingdom of God. So the next time you, you think, man, this is hard, this is boring, that's another aspect. It may not be hard. It just may be boring to you. And there are times in the Bible we find some dry stuff. If we get to the book of Chronicles, nine or ten chapters of people's names. Right. Um, some, sometimes we get there and it's really dry and it's really hard to understand. And why do we even have to drudge through this? But I believe that we will find that it is worth it. So if it gets boring, try to hang in there, stand up, walk around the room. If you if your pastor says, what are you doing standing up, walking around the back of the room for? Just say, man, I'm, I'm trying to stay awake circulation. I want to listen, but stay engaged if you have to do that. 
if it's boring, find ways to, to stay engaged, to just hang on some truth and learn something, even in the midst of boredom, uh, even in the midst of difficulty of the text, and uh, even in the difficulty of what you may perceive as relevance to your life. You may think, well, this is not relevant to me. I'm never really going to get deep into studying the prophets, and I would say you should. Um, it's going to be beneficial, and it will aid in your sanctification, in my opinion. Uh, but don't ever think that anything that comes from the Word of God is not relevant for you in your life, because it all is. So the challenge, once again, stay engaged. Take little bits, take little pieces, take little truths that you can comprehend and hang on to. Ask questions. That's another thing. If you have, uh, if you have questions, ask them in the Bible study. Ask them after church on Sunday mornings. Ask them on Sunday evenings or Wednesday nights. Uh, one of the things that we do on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights is we're teaching. Right now we're teaching through the book of Ecclesiastes on Sunday evenings and Wednesday evenings. We're teaching eschatology. And we really want to uh, foster an atmosphere of being able to ask questions as we move along. So it's not so much a lecture or a monologue, but there is some dialogue in the midst of all this. So we want our people to ask questions. We want them to understand so that they don't move forward or we move forward and leave them behind. We want to try to catch them up and bring them along as best we can. So if you have questions, ask them. And, and you may think, well, people are going to think I'm stupid. Who cares what people think? This is for your sanctification. You're, you're being a disciple who then will turn around and make disciples if you're being obedient to the great command. So uh, challenge your brain when it comes to the Bible. Stay engaged. Find those bits and pieces you can hang on to, that truth that you can take away from, that you can learn and process. Ask questions when you need to, and then teach others. It's really that simple. So the onus is really on us as individuals staying engaged. It's very easy to get distracted or squirrel moments or start thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch or for dinner, and uh, you get just so left behind in the in the, the teaching that you don't even know how to catch up. And it's just at that point, not even worth it. So you just check out altogether. So I want to encourage you stay engaged, challenge your thinking, stretch your brain because it has the capacity to do that. I promise, I promise you, and it will be worth it. So stay engaged for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ and the edification of the saints. I hope this has been some help to you. I hope it's been an encouragement because, listen, we've all been down here on this rung, and we've all had to take the time and the study and the, the listening and asking the questions to, to get wherever we may be now on the theological ladder. So don't be um, afraid to ask questions. Don't think that you're ignorant or biblically ignorant. That's what we're here for. We're here to teach. We're here to learn. We're here to make much of Christ. So thank you for listening. Hope this has been of some value to you. If it has, just hit that like button, comment, just let me know that you are listening or give me some examples that you may have in your life of this very thing and what you may have done to kind of overcome that monotony of being bored or checking out or when things get too hard. I'd love to hear from you at Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. And uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us here on YouTube. Like and subscribe and leave a comment if you wish. Um, I don't do this for those things, but it always helps, I guess, with our algorithms and things like that. But either way, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day. And uh, until next time, God bless.